Hello and welcome to Overburden, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Brandy Hughes. And I'm Kevin Hitchings. Today we wanted to take time to speak about the recent events in Edmonton, Local 730, because that's kind of a hot topic right now, and this podcast should come out in time for people to participate in the planned action day. Yeah, this was back on February 16th. Um, There's been a few health and safety issues. They don't really specify what, but there's been some health and safety issues in Edmonton. uh, And the workers wanted to address these concerns with management. Uh, They had a scheduled talk with the manager, going to be about five minutes. And the manager just basically canceled the meeting on them. Apparently it was a... A regular meeting that they did, I think, quarterly, uh, basically to give give the members of their processing plant a chance to bring issues forward with management and, you know, let them know about anything that they would like fixed kind of thing. Um, specifically, this happened on shift three, so that's in the evening. Okay, so even though this is a regular meeting, uh, usually for regular meetings, you don't have to notify management that we're coming because we're expected to come but uh here the union reps did notify management that they were going to be attending as per the collective agreement uh if you're unaware any officer of the union is allowed to visit any site that's within their uh, area as long as they give the manager reasonable notice yeah that's captured in both collective agreements actually in article 3.04 3.04 in the urban and 3.02 in the RSMC. I find it interesting that in the RSMC agreement, they have to give 24 hours notice. Yeah, in the urban, I think it just says reasonable notice. Right. And it also specifies that they can refuse you access if you don't give proper notification. Whereas in the urban, you can you can give them notice or you can just walk in and report to the supervisor and say, hey, I'm here for this reason and I'll be here for this long. Yeah, but it says if unable to, I believe. So you're only right. supposed to do that if it's last minute or whatever, but we can, yeah. But uh, in any case, in in Edmonton here, uh, they showed up when they were supposed to on time, went to meet the members, and then at that point, management decided to cancel the meeting, just told them it's over. Uh, so they decided to exercise their right under the collective agreements to complain, the right to complain, and demand that the management be there anyway. Yeah, that's another one where it's slightly different between them. 907 in the urban and... Sorry, 902 in the RSMC. The RSMC one is a lot wordier. Essentially says the same thing, though. It just gives a few more specifics. Yeah, it says you can complain to your supervisor in the presence of a steward. It specifies that your steward could be over the phone... Um, I, I'm not sure if ours says that you, in an attempt to resolve with the supervisor. Yeah, that's the main difference is the RSMC one says you can make the attempt to resolve the supervisor, but why wouldn't you make the attempt to resolve situations with the supervisor? That's the point in complaining is to bring forth an issue and try and resolve it. So it doesn't say that in the urban, but, and it doesn't say they have to try and resolve with you. It just says you're allowed to resolve it with them. I, I kind of like that distinction, though. Like, I think it, that the RSMC agreement is better in this case because a lot of times I've seen people use 907 in the urban is people will walk up, go, I want to complain about this. Thanks for your time and walk away. But 
And the RSMC could do that too. They totally could, but I mean, just just the fact that it's written in the contract in such a way that it encourages people to actually seek yeah. resolution is beautiful. <laughs> it it doesn't really technically add anything that's not there otherwise, but it does encourage it and just make it a little more clear, like why you'd be doing this in the first place. So yeah, it, it is a, a better spelling out of the process, I guess. Yeah. Which is weird they don't have that language in both. That's kind of beneficial to both sides, really. You'd think, yeah. Although maybe they don't want... Maybe management doesn't want to think of their on-the-floor supervisors resolving anything because they don't tend to encourage the hiring of the most capable decision makers. Not always, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, they decided to exercise their right to complain, uh, waited for management to come down, Mm Mm-hmm. And management just refused, so they continued to wait. Yeah, apparently um, the one they were supposed to meet with did have a little conversation with the local president who had who had come to the meeting, uh, but was still refusing to talk to the workers or listen to the workers. So they called in labor relations. Wonderful that. Talk to uh, corporate security. Yeah. Uh, and labor relations, they're the ones that basically make uh make the rules interpret the laws to try and punish us essentially they're kind of like the corporate evil is they're really what they are they're the evil empire uh, yeah this lovely woman decided to tell them that their actions were major misconduct and discipline would follow or could follow nice threatening way yep <laughs> uh, then they brought in the head of canada post corporate security and he also spoke with the president in the presence of a steward. Good job. Yeah, he asked to speak to Malone, and of course the president's not going to do that. So he brought a steward with him. And at that point, they informed him that they were going to be pressing charges. Uh, they were just trying to decide which charges, whether it was going to be mischief or whether it was going to be for delay of mail, even though in this case, uh, I don't believe the workers were delay mail any, in any way. They were saying... We're going to work as soon as we have our right to complain and management was refusing. So it's really management delaying mail. Right. Yeah. The workers are saying, I need my five minutes and management's refusing to give it to them. Yeah. And it's a, you know, a contract, a a collective agreement is a legal contract. Um, It's it's within their rights to do so. You know, they're not delaying mail. Management was. Anyhow, it turns out that no one was arrested. They apologized to the police for wasting their time. But it's it seems to me that they should be getting charged with calling in a false complaint or a nuisance call. I agree. Nuisance calls are illegal. They know clearly in the collective agreement that these people were not breaking the law and they had mm-hmm. it literally in black and white that they were allowed to do this. So why are you phoning the police to bully and threaten these people? This idiot of a manager should be arrested and charged and honestly in my opinion so should the labor relations guy and so should the corporate security guy and whoever else was involved in this bs decision apparently it was a labor relations woman but labor relations individual yeah okay guy in a non-gender sense (laughs) do they even have gender are there even people (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway but yeah i'm 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 I haven't seen anything on charges with them. I'd be surprised and be very surprised if there's not and wondering why there's not charges being pressed against these people. 
Yeah, it is. It is an epic waste of of police resources and everyone's time, really. Like, you could have just spent five minutes on it rather than a couple of hours. Well, and really, it was some guy wants to talk to us, so please send the cops. And three cars sat there for I don't know how long. You know, three police cars had to show up because somebody wanted to talk to me. Like, what kind of whiny idiot is that self-entitled and self-righteous that they think they could just shirk the responsibilities, break a contract. Like what kind of an entitled idiot do you have to be to do this? So yeah, I'm just boggled. It is amazing, but I mean, it's pretty standard, you know, management often will say, yeah, where's that in the collective agreement? And you'll show them the collective agreement and they'll go, yeah, well, we're not going to do that. And you, you go, well, we're going to write agreements. And they go, yeah, we'll grieve it later, whatever. Well, that's the thing. They, they don't view it as a legal document. They view it as guidelines that they can violate as they see fit. But it's a legal contract. And yeah. And the fact that they called the police on, you know, for somebody sticking to a legal contract, that's ridiculous. Canada Post decided to send an email banning all full-time officers from Canada Post property in Edmonton. They moved all grievance hearings to virtual meetings until further notice. That only lasted for about half a day, and then they restored access to all the full-time members except the president. Uh, Again, a violation of Article 3. Article 3 is the one we were talking about earlier where it's the right to visit. Yeah, the right to union access to the place of employment. So basically anywhere that you're that CUPW members are working, your union representatives have the right to come and visit you. It's just, they got to give notice. I don't know. If they did that to me, I would show up 100% for sure and just dare them to phone the police. <laughs> like, go ahead. Are they like, going to come? Well, they would come because they don't, they're following the law, not the collective agreement. They don't know what our collective agreement says, but I, no, I would. If they'd already been a few times, they wouldn't keep coming uh, back. Maybe, but I would do it just to press charges on the idiot that then calls the would. police. Then yeah. They press charges. Yeah, Look, feel right. free to arrest me and I will press charges. Go for it. You may have seen the bulletin from National that came out on March 2nd, signed by Brother Dave Lambert at the bottom. Uh, it is in regards to this issue, the February 16th uh, incident in Edmonton. In response to this, incident over 40 members from Edmonton have uh, been served with five-day suspensions it says five-day consecutive suspensions that's a week off yeah and when they're blatantly violating the CA like this I would expect to get those five days back so it's a delay in pay it's a five-day unpaid but paid later week off yeah yeah so (laughs) what the heck some people are okay with that I would be great if they did that Corporation owes me two weeks that I know I'm going to get back if uh, our former president who went to labor relations didn't destroy that grievance. Uh, should still be in the system, I hope. But uh, the problem is, is some people can't afford that delay in pay. You know, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, a missing week uh, is, you know, really bad. And the corporation does that on purpose. They'll file, they'll sometimes... Uh, suspend somebody knowing they're going to lose just because they're punishing them in the meantime anyway by delaying that pay. Plus, our former president would often settle for three days back when they're supposed to be getting five. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really like the, the letter that, that Dave put together actually here because he makes a point of saying that by denying them their right to complain, they're 
they're essentially silenced from reporting safety hazards and other concerns, as well as violations of the collective agreement. Not that management obviously cares about violations of the collective agreement, but if all their spiel seems to say they really care about safety. Well, this would encourage me to go straight to a, a, a right to refuse, because, you know, normally it's a, it's a fairly high bar to go for the right to refuse, but when management blatantly says we're not even going to listen to your concerns we're not going to listen to your safety uh issues at all to me that significantly lowers the bar Mm. and i'm going to say hey i'm i'm refusing this work until you at least listen because your attitude shows that it's more unsafe than it should be see the refusal to listen to your initial concern that's that right there's a violation of 33 because they're supposed to be taking that seriously and investigating yeah, it's it right? mul- but i'm just saying and it, when you when they, you refuse, they lower the bar for it is what i'm saying yeah but when you refuse you force their hand because now they can't get anyone else to do the work until they investigate right we did an episode on 33 i think in season one um if you're going to do the right to refuse it's a good idea just to review that article real quick because um, mm-hmm. there are lots of uh not lots. It, it just has should be done properly, and most times I've seen it done, it's not. Yeah, it shouldn't be used frivolously. That's I think the major point. No, or uh, you know, some people just say, "Hey, I'm refusing to thirty three and walk out." I've seen that. Yeah. That's not the way they, it works. They can ask you to do other work that is safe. Yeah, and you have to justify it and explain it. You can't just say thirty three. Bye. Yeah, like <laughs> you should be at least writing a statement or or giving justification for it. But uh, anyway, yeah, in this situation, I think Edmonton has gotten a bit of a reputation for being the the more uh, militant local right now. And I think this is management probably pushing back against that a little bit, maybe. Do you think it has something to do with the rollout of the Building Worker Power campaign that's kind of spreading across the country and get, getting other people to watch what's been done in Edmonton? And I, I think so. Them? Edmonton is is where they see the hardest movement, so that's what I think they're trying to do is is you know put down the the core of the movement. It's clearly not going to work. It didn't. These people didn't. You know, they waited an hour and a half. They didn't go back to work. They didn't get frustrated. They stood there and said, "Screw you! We're still demanding our right." As well, they should have. And when the police showed up, they didn't scurry. You know, they they waited. Uh, did the same thing. The uh, held together. Managing to serve them with suspensions. You know, that's not gonna do anything. Like I said, they're gonna get paid eventually later. They're gonna get more than this than that five days. I would think because they're denied their right to complain because they've been clearly harassment under Article Five. Uh, many other things. And again, I think this should kick back and have some serious fines or even jail time for the people that called the cops in the first place. So these people are going to get paid. It's just going to make, you know, prove that standing together wins, really. So this is just making Edmonton and hopefully all the other locals even stronger as another example of how this works. And in Star Wars, when Princess Leia tells Darth Vader, the more you tighten your grip, the more star systems slip through your fingers. That's what this is. This, the, the management's trying to tighten their grip on the workers, and they're just giving us more, the more momentum. You know, it's really going to turn against them, and they're just not smart enough to realize this. You just made us it's, so nerdy. I know. 
Um, <laughs> I like to think that the 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 worker uh, uprising is more like a pandemic. Like it's already out there. You can't keep it contained. It's viral, man. Like <laughs> except pandemics are bad. <laughs> Depends on whether you're a virus. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, I've held back all my Monty Python references before, so <laughs> not too nerdy yet. But and you made us nerdy. You know, this is the case of the bully trying to bully people that can't be bullied. They can do some short-term harm. Like I say, it's it is going to hurt people having those checks delayed for sure. But it's going to back and bite them hard, and hopefully. Hopefully, um, when the corporation is paying out all these fines and maybe even some uh, industrial relations boards here, Canadian Industrial Relations Board, CIRB complaint, or I'm not sure how it's going to proceed. Once they're done dealing with all the fallout, and hopefully, again, these idiots should be charged, I think. Um, hopefully, they'll be fired as well for just sheer stupidity. <laughs> um, is that a fireable offense for them? I don't know. I think it's a promotable offense for them. But once this is all done, it's just going to weaken the corporation's grip even further. And I was looking just earlier uh, today, I kind of, I saw on SAP, they had a little link about the corporation's new plan and it drills down on respect for the workers. And it has all these little subcategories, keep going more and more, read more detail on respect for the workers and empowering the workers and, and, you know, creating a, an ethical based workplace and all this kind of crap. That'd be a nice switch. Yeah. And it's just more corporate bull crap. Like it's a lengthy thing. They've always, and they talk about putting, you know, millions of dollars into improving the workplace and respecting the workers. It's right up there with, with, you know, we are safe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I see this, uh, for the first time while I'm looking for information, how the corporations just took a huge dump on their workers. <laughs> you know, uh, like, it's fiscal mismanagement too to even put out this kind of public relations BS while you're actively working and demonstrating that you're not. It's like it's, and it's in the news. Yeah, like they're throwing money on propaganda that they're also actively putting essentially like. But you know, when you call the cops, it's going to make the news and stuff. They're actively telling the public, "We are not doing this." while spending millions of dollars on a campaign saying they will. Like, what an utter waste of money. Maybe some people are buying it. You know? I'm sure there's a couple. If anyone cares, who's going to look? Right. But that's the thing. They they spend this money to pretend they're doing something, probably so they can report to the politicians or their bosses or whatever that they're pretending to do something. But clearly they're not. So, and I'm pretty sure, you know, people higher up, aren't that stupid. They're going to notice these things more than they're going to notice some waste of money campaign. If they do notice the waste of money campaign, they're going to notice the waste of money. Um, money that could be used and do actually addressing these issues and, you know, taking care of, you know, taking care of the workers and replacing and removing managers that are too scared to address issues and instead just want to bully their workers. And dealing with the safety concerns and other issues that the workers want to... Exactly. It's probably It would probably be cheaper to pay everyone the five minutes that was initially asked, meet all their demands, <laughs> and just let everybody go on about their day and get back to work. So I'm sure we're going to see uh, a lot more bulletins come out of this in the future. Um, yeah. For now, uh, Dave's call to action in his bulletin. 
is that we participate in a black shirt day on March 9th, 2023. So that's a Thursday. It'll be the Thursday after this podcast comes out. Um, and there, like, to be clear, he's not asking you to wear black when you're out delivering your mail or, you know, doing any of the things where you're supposed to wear the, the uniform or the bright yellow, you know, like you're still going to probably want to wear your safety vest. <laughs> but you know, in most places they will let you wear, uh, well, they have to let you wear buttons or, or things like that, or armbands if you want, as right. long as, as long as it's not yeah. covering the corporate logo, most places also let you wear different hats, yeah. not, not all places. Um, I will be wearing something on the street that day. Uh, he specifically says that, you know, while you're sorting, while you're in the non-public areas doing your duties that, you know, black t-shirt with the safety is uh is the way to go but i mean really whatever you whatever you can do that's black that that works for your situation it shows group solidarity solidarity especially if we all do it on the same day across the the country i think that'll be interesting so yeah and again uh if you're in public you have to wear a uniform but there is reasonable leeway you can't wear black armbands as long as they don't cover the logo uh buttons or things like that so it's not you know, when you're out on your own on the street, it's not as much of a statement as the corporations are. Can you when... wear a cape? Sure, wear a cape. You're a superhero. Yay, a cape! But uh, <laughs> that's not as much of a statement as when you're in the depot and a, and a, and a group showing some solidarity. But it can be done. Um, yeah. So um, if you're at work on, on Thursday, March 9th, please participate and wear your blacks. And again, watch for bulletins. I'm sure, I hope, this won't be the last we hear of it. Yeah, just... Be prepared to act when and if something comes to this. And know your rights and use them, as these people were attempting to do. <laughs> yeah, and again, like, if management wasn't listening before with all this publicity, they kind of have to listen now. Yes. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some pushback. I don't know what the results are going to be, but at least the issues are known and public and people much higher up than... Uh, I keep calling this idiot manager, but I think that's appropriate. This idiot manager, uh, people much higher than him are going to be well aware of what he was refusing to deal with now. And uh, again, another reason to fire this guy, because uh, they know he's blatantly ignoring safety issues and they're now going to know what it is, or what those issues are. So just to call more attention to, uh, you know, a willful incompetence is what it sounds like. Uh, I don't know what the situation was again specifically, but... Um, He's going to have a lot to answer for. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's definitely going to be some fallback from this um, on the management side, thanks to the worker uh, actions of these workers. Just talking about it makes me want to go complain, but I kind of feel like I did that a bunch today because we had grievance hearings. So that's kind of, you know, (laughs) what is that more than just a whole bunch of complaining? (laughs) So yeah, that's uh, all we have for this week. So watch for bulletins and uh, just keep an eye out and we'll maybe have a follow-up with some successful actions in a week or two. We'll see how it goes. Have a good two weeks.